Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society. All right, so Maximum Fun, the network our show is on, is throwing a virtual block party. We're kind of nearing the end of it. It goes until uh, the 22nd, but you're all invited. It's not too late to get in on this. During the block party, uh, Max Fun shows, we're all releasing episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. Uh, like the one you're about to listen to. We are welcoming you. If you've been encouraging a friend to try out our show, this is the this is a great one to share with them. And it's also a great time to check out shows you've been curious about, you know, since they're all releasing episodes that are geared towards new audience members, too. I did a fun thing with The Greatest Generation. Uh, ben Blacker, my uh, co-producer uh, on this show, we, we did something with Greatest Generation, which is a Star Trek a podcast, and it was really fun because neither Ben nor I really are, the, are Star Trek fans. But those guys, the hosts of that show, are so funny and so great. It was just like, come on, you, you could listen and enjoy that show if you don't care about Star Trek, which I don't really, I don't care. But those guys are great. There's so many great shows. Now's the time to to check those out the block party they've also got games they got recommendations there's a limited edition poster you can find out about all of that stuff at maximumfun.org slash block party and you know tell your friends it's not too late a couple more days of this um, and not only is it block party it's also almost Halloween and this episode is perfect for both occasions for new listeners and for people that are just starting to get their Halloween on it's probably the goriest pilot that we've read and one of the funniest um it's a it's kind of a romantic comedy about a woman having a bit of a panic attack while meeting the family of her boyfriend who's just proposed and there are zombies uh it, it's a great example of what we do here at dead pilot society we find pilots that were criminally dismissed criminally passed on pilots by the best comedy writers in television in this case Lindsay shockley Lindsay and I go way back to the very beginning of her television career, as you'll hear all about in my interview with her next week. She's best known for her seven years on Blackish. Really, she's just really a key part of that show. Um, as well as she's worked on Trophy Wife, Ben and Kate, Hello Ladies, Mixedish, uh, among a bunch of others. And another thing we do here is we cast these dead pilots with just the best acting talent in town in this case that means hannah einbinder from hacks amy hill from magnum pi binyam bazuna from dave brian husky from veep daniel david stewart from catch 22 xander berkeley who you should know you'll know you would know his face you might not know his name but from the walking dead a million other things radina drandova from host and jesse ennis from Mythic Quest. This is just such a fun pilot, such a great introduction to what we do here. I really think you'll enjoy it. And if you do, share it with some friends. And hey, if you want to see the faces of the people reading it, you know, see their faces in the Zoom boxes, you just have to become a MaxFun member. For as little as $5 a month, you'll get access to the video and also all of our bonus content from past years. So all the videos of all the Zoom shows we've done, plus a bunch of pilots that you can only listen to if you're a MaxFun member. So go to MaximumFun.org slash join. And now enjoy 
The End by Lindsay Shockley. Okay, who wants to enjoy new and nutritious recipes each week that are perfect for you and the whole family? Anyone? Anyone? Does that sound good to anyone? Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit, so you can enjoy hand-picked organic veggies and premium proteins without having to worry about where they came from. Green Chef's also the most sustainable meal kit. They offset 100% of their plastic use and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions, so you can enjoy your greens while being green. Personally, I like making these Green Chef meals with my kids. I've got sort of young, early teens, uh, twins, and uh, it's just a fun time to be in the kitchen. And because this is just, you know, it's so clear, the instructions are so clear, and it's, you know, there's a little skill involved, but not too much, and it's really fun to cook these meals together. And I think they enjoy the meals so much more because they've helped with making them. You know, and you can figure out whichever menu fits your lifestyle. Uh, in my house, we, we try and mostly be vegetarian, but we're not strict about it. And so you can get the balanced living plants, what we do. You get a little meat, but you get some meatless meals. And it's all really delicious. So go to greenchef.com slash deadpilots125 and use code deadpilots125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash deadpilots125 and code deadpilots125 for $125 off. Lindsay Shockley, so excited to be here with you. So excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'll thank you all for being here and, and yeah, reading this. Oh, I'm beyond thrilled. This is a dream come true. I've been, I've been chasing, I've been chasing this one for a while. I'm not happy that uh, <laughs> it's here on Dead Pilot Society. It's, it's deeply unfair, but at least uh, we, we do, I do get to hear it read out loud, which I'm sure you're excited. I'm excited. Will you just um, tell the folks, just set this up a little bit, tell us what we're about to hear and uh, there's a long history, so maybe just a brief history of this version of it. That was such a polite way of saying, don't be long-winded. I love it. Um, <laughs> I will keep it very tight and crisp. Um, I wrote this over 10 years ago uh, when it really happened to me. Uh, I will, For the listeners at home, it's about a woman who gets engaged and meets her new in-laws all on the same day that zombies take over the world. And as crazy as it sounds, this is very autobiographical. Um, it was I had a panic attack when my husband proposed to me. I was very afraid of losing him to death. Um, and so I felt like I needed to write about that. And um, I was very nervous about being attacked. And I ended up getting kind of attacked in a loving way by his really big family who swarmed me and they all talk at the same time. Um, and so the, the quick history is I wrote it 10 years ago as a multicam on spec, hoping to get staffed. I was a staff writer working with Andrew Reich. I was on your show and I was not writing it during you know our time together at night and on the weekends I was writing it. But uh, And then I was very fortunate that um, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky read it as a sample to staff me on Hello Ladies, um, an HBO show. And then years later, they wanted to develop it with me. And we changed it to from a multi to a single cam, and we ended up selling it to Showtime. And so the version we're reading today is the Showtime version, um, which we developed in like 2015. Amy Israel and Gary Levine, and we attached Mark Webb to direct it. It was an absolute dream come true to uh, to get to see a comedy where characters actually die. I can't believe Showtime went for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, And I'm really 
just really excited to be here today and hear all my deepest, darkest fears about, you know, the future and the unknown and all of that just come to life. So thank you, everyone, for spending your Sundays doing this. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's a great intro. All right. We're going to get into it. Thank you, Lindsay. And now this is The End, written by Lindsay Shockley. We're in a little boy's bedroom. We're close on Lila Silver wielding a machete. Normally a bubbly delight, Lila now looks like hell. Torn shirt, blood-soaked muscles, a fierce strength in her eye. She's battling a terrifying zombie, whipping and twirling her blade like a ninja. Feathers fly from shredded pillows. Thwack! Lila slices off the zombie's head in one swift, badass move. Almost. The zombie's head is still half on. Really? Jesus! Shing! She tries to decapitate it again. But it's like trying to cut steak with a plastic knife. She grabs her bone saw and starts the tedious job. The zombie cries out in pain. Oh, sorry. Things really on there. This isn't fun for me either, you know? Million things I'd rather be doing today. Lila rips off the head and then checks the zombie's watch. And you made me late for my wedding. Perfect. Just perfect. Lila rushes out, taking the head with her. The Dixie Cups Chapel of Love fades up. We're in various city and suburban streets moments later. We begin a montage. The zombie head bounces along the sidewalk as Lila drags it by the hair. A fucked up version of the old ball and chain. We see zombies peck at carcasses like vultures. Stores have been ransacked, but others are still in business. That's odd. How? We'll find out later. A housewife walks her tiny dog while carrying a machine gun. In a side alley, a man finishes giving a guy a blowjob for a Fiji water. Abandoned cars line the streets, but a family in Mickey ears drives by in a Ferrari. Huh? So Disneyland is open during all of this? I guess that sounds right. Now we're exterior a church. Brain and skull litter behind Lila as she scoops out the head like a pumpkin. Then she stops and steals herself. She takes a deep breath, places a trash bag over her head, and wraps it airtight around her throat. She puts on the zombie head and opens the door to the church. But before we see what's inside and why she's doing all this, we fade to white. And we flash back to a New York City street. It's morning, one year ago. It's an aerial shot of New York City. Life looks small and meaningless. We soar down to find Lila with Marty Matthews rushing out of their apartment with luggage and Starbucks. It's handheld and chaotic. Marty is equal parts Prince Charming and nerdy sidekick. Lila is a tightly wound ball of sunshine. And okay, a little dramatic. We gotta hurry. I'm double parked. (gasps) We're holding up traffic? I don't have the constitution for that. Where's your car? Marty points to a brand new Porsche convertible and smiles. It's that sick 911 right there. No big deal. Wait, you bought a Porsche this morning? Who are you? I know it's stupid, but I want to impress my folks. Every time I see my dad, he shoves $20 into my pocket and makes me feel so small. I don't need more reasons to feel small. I've seen myself in slim fit jeans. They hang on me, Lila. Hang. They do. They hang. I think you look great. Horns blare from angry drivers behind them. Move it, you fucking douchebag. Marty struggles to wedge a giant gift into the tiny back seat. Oh, careful. That's my gift for your mom, and I really want to make a good first impression. Is it not going to fit? It's going to fit. It's going to fit. Never going to fucking fit, dude. Oh, yeah? Dude? Crunch. Marty makes it fit. Throws a look to the driver. Could have a gun. Shit! I always forget everyone has guns. Not me. I literally walk through life assuming I could be shot by anyone, anytime, anywhere. 
Aw, you're such a fucking weirdo. And you've only seen my good side. They kiss until the driver lays his gun on his dash. Fucking move, or I'm gonna fucking murder your cunty asses. Okay. And we go to the highway. Marty drives. Lila's hair whips around. She hates this, but wants to seem chill. Marty gets a slew of texts from his mom. What's your ETA? Need to know for quiche timing. Have you asked her yet? Who's blowing you up? Uh, nobody work. Tell Morbid Stanley to shove it. That's what I told Vanguard. Okay, uh, I, I told them I'd be available all weekend, but only via email because this weekend is about us. That's right. You and me. And your parents. Not gonna lie, a little nervous about meeting them. Really hope they like me. So a- anything I should know, anybody have a lazy eye I should mentally be prepared for? Nope. Everyone's eyes are fairly hardworking. My parents are all right. Mom's a little clingy because my brother and I are adopted, but they are going to love you. You have nothing to worry about. Just then, on the radio. News out of Florida. Bath salts may be on the rise again, as 11 cases have been reported of people getting their faces eaten off. That's so terrifying. That's so Florida. And it's another text from Marty's mom. Propose already. You've had a year. How much time do you need? We're at a deserted rest stop later. Lila and Marty cuddle, having just had really fun sex. Hey, Lila. I like us. I don't want to stop doing us. (laughs) What? This has been the best year of my life. Me too. I want to ask you something. As Marty nervously fumbles a ring box out of his pocket, we hear Lila's heart begin to pound. She was not expecting this. Shit, the knee thing. I knew I should have rehearsed more. Lila Silver... Will you marry me? Lila is fear-stricken, but covers with convincing excitement. Yes! Moments later, Marty is giddy. Lila is reeling, staring at the ring. What the fuck? Oh my god, we're getting married! How crazy is that? Crazy! We just made a lifetime commitment to each other, and people live to like a hundred these days. So, Lila, what are we up to for the next 80 years? Trick question, I know the answer. Hanging out with this guy. Wow, her future, so unknown. Anything can happen. Like Suddenly Lila spots a man in the middle of the road. Watch out for that dude! Marty breaks hard, the car fishtails, the car finally stops inches away from the man. Phew. Bang, the man pounds on Marty's hood. He seems drunk, disturbed. Lila is shaking. Marty takes her hand. It's okay. I mean, it's not great. He's getting fingerprints all over my new car. Is everything going to be okay? It's clear she's asking about more than just this moment. She's asking life's essential question. How could it not be? We're starting our lives together. And they drive away. We see something that they don't. The disturbed man is becoming a zombie. We're at Marty's childhood home later. The home needs some TLC. Marty and Lila approach the door. Lila looks picture perfect, but on the inside, she's all nerves. Hey, I I don't want to rush things. Can, can we take things slow and not tell your parents just yet? Before Marty can answer, the door opens and we hear... Congratulations! We reveal Marty's mom, Victoria Matthews, a commanding presence. She stands before 50 party guests, mostly her friends. This is a woman who loves the spotlight. The house is decorated with over-the-top wedding-themed decor. There's also a healthy collection of elephant figurines. Congratulations, you two. Mom, what's all this? Well, you said you were proposing, so I thought, why not throw you a surprise party? I didn't know you'd do all this. Told your mom. What? I was excited. We tell each other everything. 
been texting all day. So, Lila, are you surprised? You look surprised. You look like you soiled yourself. Victoria laughs at her own joke, but almost no sound comes out. Did you soil yourself? No. She doesn't get my humor. She thought I was asking. You'll learn. Just try to keep up. Lila trips over the threshold as she comes in the door. Apparently, I never learned to walk and talk at the same time. The party guests laugh, charmed by Lila's self-deprecating humor. Walter, you gotta fix that stoop. Almost snapped Lila's little neck. Marty's dad, Walter, doting and an NPR fan, runs in from the kitchen. He wears an apron and the zombies watch from the opening. There's pit stains on his button down. <laughs> fix the stoop. I, I, I got it. I'll add it to my honeydew list. Uh, there's my little businessman. Not sure why you still feel the need to say little. He hugs Marty, slipping a $20 bill into his pocket. You doing okay? You need anything? We're always here. Dad, I'm good. That Porsche out front, not a rental. Concerned, Walter shoves more cash into Marty's pants. Your mom and I had a huge lemon debacle earlier, but now I know the difference between <laughs> wedges and slices. There's a big difference, apparently. <laughs> slice is easy to remember because it's like, I'm going to slice your head off. Right, dear? <laughs> you must be Lila. I I'm sorry that our stoop almost killed you. It would have made for a fun headstone. She lived, she tripped, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, does she ever stop smiling? She's like a human rainbow. There's a pot of gold back here. Victoria checks Lila's butt for gold. It's super weird. Uh, Victoria, I, I wanted to give you a little something to thank you for welcoming me into your lovely home. As Lila presents Victoria with her giant wrapped gift. Oh, damn it. I missed the big entrance. A gorgeous woman in scrubs comes in behind them. Becky! Oh. Victoria almost knocks over Lila on her way to hug Becky. Who's that? My uh, mom's best friend. Your mom's best friend is our age? They become close after we uh, dated. Like, long time ago. Want a drink? Hold on. Your mom is best friends with your ex? That's something you maybe could have mentioned if we had, say, I don't know, uh, four hours of uninterrupted alone time in a tiny car? Becky gives Marty the sexiest hug in history. Marty, Marty, Marty. Oh, crazy day. That cannibalism in Florida, it's a virus. It's hit Georgia, the Carolinas. Hi, uh, Becky, sorry. I walk in and just make it all about me. God, I'm such a cardiothoracic surgeon, cliche. As Victoria leads them into the living room, everyone continues talking. What's this virus exactly? Uh, they're calling it OFC because all they know is it attacks the orbitofrontal cortex, uh, the front part of your brain. On NPR, they were saying it's spreading faster than uh, Ebola. Wouldn't be a party without Walter mentioning NPR. <laughs> Who wants champagne? Gabrielle? Gabrielle! Oh, Gabe's here? Should be. He lives here. You didn't know your brother moved back in with us? I'm so happy, but so disappointed. Now, let me look at you. Turn around so everyone can see that tush. Mom, I'm not good. One spin, one tush spin. Mom, Martin, I... one spin won't kill you. I need that tushy. Fine, but just one, so soak it up. Embarrassed, Marty does an obligatory spin. Lila cringes. Isn't he sexy or what? Not word choice to describe your own child. Why? We're not related by blood. Congratulations, Marty boy! Uncle Jake, in flannel, ex-military, has come from manning the grill. Plates of steak in one hand and beer in the other. Thanks, Uncle Jake. Marriage is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Mid-sentence, blood suddenly pours out of Jake's mouth. 
Becky jumps into action, quickly tending to Jake. Call 911. Tell them it's possible OFC. Everyone panics, but then Jake starts to laugh. Mmm, <laughs> damn good barbecue sauce. Really, Jake? At my party? People are dying. Wildly insensitive, I know. Holocaustian in tone. All right, let's start the slideshow. The live-ins are getting hitched. And soon, everyone watches photos of Marty and Lila set to music. Lila squirms, as some of the photos are very personal. Uh, Marty, why, why does your mom have pictures of me sleeping? And, oh my god, that's me on the toilet. Did you text her these? What? No, that would be creepy. But we do share an iCloud account. Okay, we need to talk. I have so many questions. Just then, photos of Marty and Becky pop up. Then photos of Marty and Victoria. Jake sidles up to Lila, swigging a beer. Marty ever tell you he slept in his mom's bed till he was 16? Is that true? No. I'm just fucking with you. He didn't sleep in her bed. She slept in his. A photo appears of teenage Marty being spooned by his mom. Look, I can explain. It's You have it's to understand, that- Lila. I ached to be a mother for so long. So Marty is my miracle. We've always had a special bond. I, I feel like while I was teaching him how to be a man, he was showing me how to be a woman. Ew. That speech took a turn. Lila's picking up on a real Bates Motel vibe. You break his heart, I'll end you. On Lila, terrified to her core, we hear rapid breathing. A moment later... Lila begins to hyperventilate as she moves through the crowd. She reaches into her purse for a bottle of Ativan, empty. As she slips out the back door, Marty catches her. Hightailing it out of here? What? No. Is this not the bathroom? Look, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about Becky and that my family's a little... Yeah, your mom is kind of... What about my mom? Nothing. Your mom's great, but I'm realizing there's just so much I don't know about you. How how come you never tell me any of this stuff? I don't want to scare you away, and it's not like you're an open book. You never talk about your family. Why is that? Lila's caught. She's clearly got secrets, too. Don't try to turn this on me. My point is there's a hell of a lot we don't know about each other. Sure, but isn't that the fun part? Babe, I want to get to know you for the rest of my life. Damn it, you're so sweet. Which reminds me, I haven't even told my mom the good news. I'll be right back. She zips out, putting her phone to her ear. Around the side of the house, moments later, Lila is behind trash cans, hiding on the phone, panicking. Hi, Mom. So, I am uh, engaged to a great guy who I love, which I know sounds like a good thing, but what if I'm making a big, huge mistake? Like, once you've been burned by life, how can you ever trust it again? If you're satisfied with your message. Lila hangs up. Her game face is back on as she dials. Hello, I'm calling with an exciting opportunity to see your big sister. And we intercut with a shitty 20-somethings apartment. And we're close on Nick, an irreverent sex bot with no filter. She's hungover in a tank and no bra. Some dude asleep next to her. Worst telemarketing call ever. You need a favor? What is it? I need you to bring me whatever pharmaceuticals you got. I'm an hour away. I'll pay for your Uber. Nick gets out of bed, and we reveal a sleeping woman on her couch. Uber Lux. But only if you answer this question honestly. Did you call mom first? Jesus, you're more of a lost cause than I am. Save me for the lecture for when you bring me my happy, happy, calm, calm pills. Okay? Thanks. Bye. They hang up. Lila opens Uber. Two cars are nearby, but surge prices are shown due to high demand. Huh. That's weird. She hops onto a trash bin and looks over the fence. 
considering catching the nearest Uber when... I don't know what kind of drugs you're into, but uh, I got some pot. She turns to find a cater waiter, 30s, a good-natured stoner in a bow tie and vest, holding a joint and stacking bags of ice. No, thanks, actually. Why not? She jumps down and takes a long drag, and then another. (sighs) Are you, uh, okay? Lila considers how to answer. Sometimes it's easier to be honest with a complete stranger, who you'll never see again. No, but I pretend to be. Ah, join the club. What's so wrong with you? Well, for starters, whenever something good happens to me, I feel like something terrible is about to happen. Ah, shit. Textbook survivor guilt. Psych major. Uh, so what'd you survive? Oh, you know, the usual. You know, mom gets cancer, takes a toll on the fam, especially dad, but she beats it. Yay. Then one day I'm taking her to frozen yogurt and bam, someone runs a red light. She's gone. I'm still here. In two years and I still uh, call her every day. <laughs> Can't call my dad. He's institutionalized. And that look on your face is why I never say this out loud. He must, like, really hate frozen yogurt. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Jesus, you know more about me than my fiancé does. Suddenly, Victoria opens the back door. Lila hides the joint. Gabe, there you are. You were supposed to be passing apps. She goes back inside. Shit, you're Marty's brother? But you're working the party. I really need the money. You're not going to tell all your secrets? (laughs) I would, but, you know, I've got those damn apps to pass. Thunder cracks. It starts to rain. We should probably go inside. We run away and never look back. He knows she's only half kidding. Hope to see you in there because I... Well, I don't have a great reason. I just, I hope I do. Lila stands in the rain, considering. I love music. It's probably my, even more than television, I'd say it, it's my great passion. Uh, but what I don't like is listening to compressed sound and streaming. I want to hear all of the music. Kobuz offers music streaming and downloads in high-res quality. It's Kobuz, Q-O-B-U-Z. It's artist-approved sound. It's the highest sound quality available you'll really notice the difference. And they have a library of over 70 million tracks. So they've got everything. You're, I mean, I've tried to stump Kobuz. They have it all. There's a download store. You can buy your favorite albums to add to your collection and enjoy forever. Look, music connoisseurs, I guess I, I, guess I would call myself that, although it's kind of like calling yourself a foodie. It's a little bit annoying. But music connoisseurs and audiophiles rely on Kobuz for a complete music experience. And the other great thing about Kobuz, when you go to the site, when you go to the app, it's like being in a great record store. There's liner notes, there's album reviews, there's artist interviews, there's hand-picked playlists. Not algorithm-picked playlists, hand-picked playlists. And there's exclusive editorial content. So it's a little bit like being in a great record store and also reading a great music magazine at the same time. I'm telling you, you might think there's only one choice for a music streaming. There's not. There's a better choice. It's Kobuz. Q-O-B-U-Z. So try Kobuz with a one-month free trial at artistapprovedsound.com. That's a one-month free trial at artistapprovedsound.com. In the living room a little later, everyone is dancing. Victoria and Walter swing dance. 
He's a better dancer, but makes her look good. We've been taking swing lessons. They're more for him. They're more for me. They dance over to Marty, who's dancing with Becky. That's such an attractive couple, you two. Mom, don't start. I'm not. I just always thought you two would end up together. Victoria and Walter move off. Becky starts getting frisky. She slides Marty's hand over her breast. Wanna fuck me in your room for old time's sake? Marty's eyes go wide. Then he sees Gabe. Uh, Hi, Gabe, how you been? Gabe dumps his tray on a table, trying to hide it. Becky keeps dancing with Marty while they talk loudly over the music. Uh, you still with Cynthia? No. Still at FedEx? No. So, how are you? Real good. I'd say pretty much every aspect of my life is exactly the way I want it. Victoria dances over to Gabe. A little more movement, dear. Past apps are crucial to the party's vibe. Wait, do you still work for mom? Come on, you're not married yet. Marty spots a rain-soaked Lila across the room. She clocks his closeness to Becky. He races over to her. God, you look good in rain. Lila blushes. She and Gabe catch eyes. She didn't run. Marty plants a long kiss on her. Lila, I forgot to open your gift. And moments later, Victoria has gathered everyone around her as she shakes Lila's giant gift, making a meal of this moment. Becky dances with Uncle Jake, getting flirty in the background. Hmm, what could it be? Quite large. Are you trying to buy my affection? Well, when Marty told me you collected elements, I I thought this would be just perfect. Victoria unwraps it and we reveal a beautiful watercolor of an elephant. It's a painting of an elephant, get this, painted by an actual elephant. Isn't that clever? It's just uh, elephants who are taught to paint are starved, beaten, even raped. Not dope. Really not dope at all. You know what? I I bet they just told me it was painted by an elephant because there's no way an elephant could have painted that, right? It's too good. Oh, it's not too good to be painted by an elephant. Elephants can do anything they set their minds to. Oh, I don't feel so good. Suddenly, Becky comes off the dance floor looking dizzy and vomits all over Lila. Oh, God, there's so much. Oh, Lila, it's just a little vomit. Pull yourself together. You're dripping on the carpet, dear. We go to Marty's old bedroom a little later. Marty's room betrays his nerdy past. Lila's pulling on a clean shirt when Marty enters. There's a tense beat. Okay, can we please address the elephant in the room? Don't say elephant. Too soon. You don't want to marry me, do you? It's not that I don't want to marry you. It's just, I'm not sure. Fuck. Not sure? What does it even mean? You're having doubts? If I am, does that make me a bad person? We're, we're talking about linking our futures, our, our families, and your mom does not like me. I mean, the minute we got engaged, everything went to shit. Might that be a, a sign we should stop and think about this? I think people only see signs when they're looking for an exit. You almost left me today didn't you? I'm just scared. Of what? What are you so afraid of? Everything. Till death do us part. That doesn't scare you? So what, we're we're gonna love each other until we die? Yeah, that sounds beautiful. No, that sounds painful. The more I love you, the more I have to lose. What if something happens to you? What if I get hurt? What, What if once you really get to know me, you don't like me anymore? Jesus, Lila. Maybe if you stop trying so hard to be liked, you notice when someone's trying to love you. 
When we go to the kitchen a little later, Marty is drinking alone. Victoria enters with a piece of cake. Made your favorite cake? Thanks, but I'm not hungry. Come on, taste my cake. One bite, come on, taste my cake. Taste my cake. She feeds him. Oh, Mom, it's so good. Mmm, now tell Mama what's wrong. And we go to the hallway in Victoria's bedroom at the same time. The storm worsens. As Lila heads down the hall, she sees a watercolor elephant painting remarkably similar to the one she gave Victoria. On Lila putting it together, Victoria made that story up. Becky moans, lying down in Victoria's bedroom, facing away. We see, but Lila doesn't, that Becky is pale and sweaty. Hey, Becky. How you doing? (sighs) Oh, no hard feelings about my dress. Dry clean only, schmy clean only, you know? Suddenly the power goes out and it's pitch black. And we've lost power. Could this day get any worse? The lights come back on and Becky is suddenly inches from Lila's face. Blood gushes down her mouth and her eyes. She's sprung upright as if possessed. We only see her for a split second and the power goes out again. Lila fumbles to the door in the dark. Oh, I should should let you rest. In the hallway, Lila's heart pounds. The power flickers. A guest crosses by. Congratulations. Thank you so much. In the stairwell, Lila finds Marty, who is now a little drunk. Marty, something's wrong with Becky. Oh, does she not like you either? Marty blows by her. Scared, Lila discreetly dials. 911 operator, what's your emergency? In the dining room, moments later, the power is still out. Guests start to leave. Victoria rushes in. Walter, Gabe, don't let people leave. There's still lots of cake. Uncle Jake enters, having found candles and flashlights. Flashlight tag, anyone? Lila approaches Marty again as he pours another scotch. Marty, Becky's really sick. Oh, yeah? Well, she wanted to fuck me in the pantry. So there. Wait, what? Gabe, go get some Pepto for Becky. Marty, give him your keys. Suddenly 12 again, Marty resists giving Gabe his keys, but Gabe wrestles them out of his hand and heads out. Ding, ding, ding. Everyone turns to find Walter tapping a champagne glass. Uh, Before this night comes to a close, I'd like to make a toast. Sorry, but Becky is... Shh! Manners. Before this night comes to a close, I'd like to make a toast. Now, a lot of things get said about marriage. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Some days you'll want to kill each other. So if marriage is so hard, why does anyone do it? Well, I think it's because so much of life is out of our control. But one thing we do get to choose is who we hold hands with as we face the unknown. So Marty, Lila, choose wisely. I know I did. Walter moves to Victoria, holds her hand, and kisses her. Jake watches. Is he jealous? Lila and Marty exchange looks. Maybe there's hope for us. The rain stops. There's a knock on the door. Victoria opens it. It's a cop. We received a call reporting an individual possibly infected with OFC who may be a threat to herself and others. Thank God you're here. There's a woman upstairs. She needs help right away. Lila leads the cop to the stairs, but Victoria stops them. Officer, wait. I think there's been a terrible misunderstanding. See, this girl has a habit of not always being sure of things told your mom you're the one having doubts all eyes are on lila so no one sees becky slowly coming down the stairs masked by candlelight fine i'll admit it i have cold feet i'm a monster the power comes on as becky sinks her teeth into the cop's face blood sprays okay guests flee the cop reaches for her gun 
Becky bites her again. Her gun goes flying. In the grocery store at the same time, mellow elevator music. Gabe carefully considers the options in the digestive aids aisle. He doesn't notice that everyone is stocking up on water, canned goods, and toilet paper. Liquid or tablets, liquid or tablets. Excuse me, uh, do you have a preference? The shopper he's just asked looks at him like he's crazy, then sweeps an armful of medicines into her cart. Got it. Yeah, you have bigger problems. Feel better. Back in the living room, it's total chaos as Becky continues to attack the cop. Someone called an ambulance! Oh my god. Oh my god. I I can't get a signal. Landline's not working either. (sighs) Something's wrong with her. Lila, why didn't you say something? I did. Oh, don't take that tone with me. Jake rips a power cord from the wall, then grabs Becky from behind, pulling her off the cop. He uses the cord to hogtie her hands behind her to a nearby chair. Jake, what are you doing to her? I have to do something. She's going to keep hurting people. She's not the only person who's hurt a lot of people today. Are you hearing this? Hold pressure. Stop the bleeding. Victoria grabs nearby napkins and presses them on the cop's large open wounds. The cop is still alive, but barely. Lila, go get band-aids. Something! Make yourself useful! Lila heads off to find supplies. Jake grabs the cop's walkie. Officer down at 3434 Thornhill Road requesting backup. Walt, Marty, we're gonna lock her in the closet. We are? You're including me in that? Squeamish and afraid, Walter and Marty help Jake drag Becky into the front hall closet. Becky snaps wildly at the air. Okay. Ah, okay. Fuck. <laughs> As they shut the closet door, we see Becky thrashing, causing the cord to dig deeper into her wrists, almost cutting through. But the door keeps her at bay for now. Okay, we need protection. Anyone see the cop's gun? No one does. Got hunting gear over at my place. Be right back. What are we supposed to do in the meantime? Just wait? <laughs> And we go to the guest bathroom at the same time. Elephant wallpaper, elephant guest soap. Lila rifles around looking for anything useful, but she only finds Oprah magazines, Fifty Shades of Grey, and a shirtless photo of Uncle Jake. Wait, what? Lila grabs elephant print guest towels and races out. Back in the living room, Lila rushes in with the guest towels for the cop's wounds. No, not those towels. Okay, fine. Victoria uses them to stop the bleeding. Lila holds the cop's hand comforting her. She's barely conscious. It's gonna be okay. Gabe saunters in the front door. I got two kinds of Pepto, and what the fuck happened? Lila watches the life drain from the cop's eyes as she dies. He's gone. No. No one dies at a Victoria Matthews party. Lila notices the cop wears a wedding ring. She dashes upstairs. Marty chases after her. Maybe we move him off the rug. Don't want the stain to set in. We're interior Jake's garage, same. Deer heads on the wall. Jake punches a keypad to unlock a metal locker. Inside is an arsenal of weapons. Ammo, handguns, shotguns, a photo of a young boy. Is it Gabe? He locks and loads his pump-action shotgun. We're in Marty's old bedroom. Lila frantically packs as Marty enters. Where are you going? I don't know. I I just can't stay here. That woman downstairs, she had a, a husband, maybe a family. I can't end up like them. Lila, everything's going to be okay. I want to believe that's true. Ah! Marty and Lila run downstairs to find Victoria, Walter, and Gabe with their backs against the closet door. Becky bangs hard on the other side. She almost got out. It must have broken through the power cords. There's a knock on the front door. Back up. Finally. Uh, Come in. 
The door opens, revealing Lila's sister, Nick, in clothes that could be PJs. Uh, hey, I need $385 for my Uber. Nick, I'm so happy to see you. Everyone, this is my sister. Oh, hey. Hi, Hi. Nick. What the fuck is behind that door? Becky's arm bursts through the door, snapping it in half. Everyone scatters. Holy fucking shit, what is that? Lila, let's get the fuck out of here. Wait, I got this. Marty grabs a knife off a nearby cheese plate. He runs at Becky, poised to stab, but afraid he throws the knife. It bounces off her. Oh, fuck. Becky closes in on Lila. Bam! Lila cries out. She's been shot. Blood oozes from her arm. We reveal Victoria holding the dead cop's gun. Oh, my God! You shot me! Marty, she's trying to kill me! I'm trying to save you! I hear you? Both of you? Victoria aims the gun at Becky. Sorry, Bex. BFFs forever. She shoots. Everybody ducks. She's a terrible shot. Click. Click. She's out of bullets. Lila is backed up against the wall. Becky is about to sink her teeth into Lila's flesh. This is it. I'm gonna die. No. Fuck that. And we reveal Uncle Jake, framed in the open door, shotgun raised. Oh, thank God. Jake racks his shotgun, levels it at Becky, and then stalks forward, his finger squeezing the trigger. But he trips on the stoop that Lila tripped on earlier, and blam! Uncle Jake blows his own head off. Everyone is stunned and silent, and then... Walter, I told you to fix that stoop. It was at the top of my honey-do list. Smelling brains, Becky moves to feast on Jake. They hear something in the distance. It's a dozen zombies heading towards the house. Drawn by the gunshots, the family watches in fear as the zombies creep closer. Oh my god. They're everywhere. Lila, let's go. Now. Lila looks out at the zombies, then back at Marty and her new family, considering. Does she stay with the man she loves, all that comes with him, or take her chances and run? Lila heads for the door and shuts it, keeping Becky and the other zombies out. Marty goes to Lila and slides the flimsy chain lock over the door with a weak click. They look at each other. Now what? Is everything going to be okay? (sighs) No, I don't think so. I think things are going to be really bad from here on out. Lila holds Marty's hand. The groans of zombies swell. Smash to black. End of pilot. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed that. Definitely come back next week for my conversation with my friend Lindsay Shockley. It's uh, it's really a fun one. God, I could have I could have talked to her for hours, but we uh, we cover lots of ground, and um, you know she really gets even more into just you know sort of how personal this was to her and just the crazy journey that it through various networks and just the whole development process. Um, Dead Pilot Society is produced by me and my co-host Ben Blacker and our associate producer, the newly married Noah Findling. Hey, if you like this show, uh, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. Tell a friend about us. It's Block Party. 
You can follow us on social media to find out all the latest. We're on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. All right, that's our show. Uh, please come back next week for my interview with Lindsay Shockley. Uh, and everybody still, find a way to help someone. Keep, be nice to yourself. Stay safe out there. Till next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.